0: If you come across anything that gets in your way, call the traffic hotline, 402-479-1414. Keeping you moving with time-saver traffic, I'm Chris Lofgren.
1: Educating, informing, entertaining, The Dan Parsons Show on ninety nine three KLIN.
2: Oh, we're- Finally, to the entertaining part of the week here on the Dan Parsons Show. Hey, welcome aboard! It is the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin, five oh nine on your Friday afternoon, July seven, and say hello to our special guest producer Caleb Henry from LNK Today with Jack and Friends.
1: Good afternoon.
2: Yeah, you've been you've been putting in the hours, my friend.
1: That's everyone's vacation time. We yeah. fill in where we have to. People fill in when we're out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it all it all fits in and I'll talk about uh, cuz I'm going to be gone too here the last couple weeks of the month and and so we'll chat a little bit about that. But uh but chef uh I haven't seen y'all stinking week. That's kind of unusual.
0: No, working a lot this week. Yeah. Which yeah. is a good thing. It beats the alternative of not working. Well, I tell people busy pays the bills it does. in my world anyway. Right. Um,
2: yeah, it's been crazy for me too, my goodness. These uh I love the four-day work uh four-day holidays, uh but I don't like the other side of them. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz yeah, I brought on a new client this week and uh uh, and taking care of the other clients and, uh, and trying to... Showing
0: up here. Every, showing
2: up on the, the Dan Parsons show uh, from 5 to 6. Well, Chef, as we always do on the Friday Afternoon Club, what uh, what we drink? What we drink in? Well,
0: instead of a cocktail, I'm going to bring you my favorite white oh, varietal. Yeah. Uh, this is a Gruner Veltliner, mm-hmm. and it uh, nobody knows about it, um, which is why I like to introduce it, because... Yeah. Uh, one, you've never heard of it, but you'll like it mm-hmm. because it is uh, it plays well with others, as I described. Mm-hmm. Um, and our good friend, Charlie. Charlie Ludwig. Up at V. Mertz. Yeah. He said this is the wine that really got him into pa- being passionate oh, about nice. wine. Oh, nice. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. K- but, Caleb had cookies and milk earlier, so. But what I like about this is it's Ooh. it's fairly I yeah. would call it neutral, you yeah. know, it's not yeah. angular in one way or the mm-hmm. other, it plays right down the middle of the table. Approachable as we Very like to approachable say. Yeah. with lots of different kind of food. And I made a mistake with our other friend, uh Matt Brown, mm-hmm. who uh saw me at Bmerz and, and the GM. That, of, yes, mm-hmm. I made the mistake of commenting uh, you know, Matt it tastes like well water. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> And he looked at me like I had told him a series of your mama jokes that weren't very funny. (laughs) And
2: Matt Matt does have a sense of humor, but not when it comes to his profession. Right. So
0: I I said, oh, no, 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 man. I'm sorry. I I meant like that that cold, ice-cold steel mineral water that comes deep from grandma's well that you pull up from an old bucket and you (laughs) on a... Coal on a hot July (laughs) afternoon, you just drink that whole bucket. That's the steel Uh in this wine. Uh I love that.
2: Well, it'd be cool to get those two dudes on. Oh, we should have them. You talk about uh, sommelier royalty. I know. Uh, Charlie was the first sommelier uh, in Lincoln. Really. I, I believe that's true well uh i know why you serve this because our guest in the second half of the dan parsons show uh fac with kevin shin is our dear friend chef rachel mcgill uh the owner and executive chef of downtown lincoln's beloved dish
0: she's doing great things i follow her instagram and and we have a friendly little competition i i hope it's friendly uh <laughs> and we'll find out yeah we'll find out. Uh, Every Saturday at the market, I, I try to get there right at 8 when they, they open. And Rachel Beach well, or, or vice versa, but we both go to the same booth, mm-hmm. uh, Mary uh, Guinan from Guinan Farms, and she is the only one in the whole market that grows these little salad turnips, oh. and uh, they are the new black, in my opinion. They are move-over Brussels sprouts. You've had your time in the spotlight. Oh, really? Salad turnips. Um, they're they are about the size of a golf ball.
2: And Are those the white ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, and some people mistake them for radish, but... Mm -hmm. they are incredibly easy to prepare they're sweet they're crunchy and they take about 38 days to grow to maturity Uh rather than a hundred days for brussels sprouts so move over okay but somebody like joanna Gaines is going to get credit for it because i've been (laughs) rachel and i've been serving (laughs) turnips for years Uh and and at some point it's going to become the new dog. New
2: oh, dark. that's cool. Well, this is a great wine, and, yeah, we look forward to uh, having two chefs uh, in the house. Two chefs and a couple of goofballs, uh, me and Caleb. Uh, um, w- but we know, you know, Caleb said he had uh, a delicious afternoon tea of uh, cookies and milk. Yes. <laughs> with your daughter.
1: Well, I made sure she was napping before I I started to really <laughs> go in. She helped me get them in the oven, and then we got her down for a nap, and then... I partook.
2: <laughs> it seems like a good cookie baking day. It felt like it, it. Yeah,
1: it was nice. It was just felt like one of those days that you need to curl up a, a, with yeah. a blanket and just have milk and yeah. cookies, and that's what I
2: did. That's very cool. Well, um, well, uh, last Friday. Oh my goodness, Caleb, you missed the party. Uh, we had Zubar royalty in here last week. Uh, Celebrating the 50th anniversary and the Zoo Fest, which kicked off last night. And uh, we had Pete and uh, Josh in uh, and and guest appearances by James Hunter and Shamika Copeland, who are the headlines for tomorrow night. But I got down and got to see uh, Charlie Musselwhite last night. Lucky for you, I'm working. I know, sorry. Uh, But boy, he brought it. Uh, I just looked it up. Charlie Musselwhite, 79 years old. That man can still blow the heart. But it's the music that makes him young. Oh my gosh. Uh, And tonight... Uh, a great lineup tonight uh, and we talked about this on last week's show by the way if you missed last week's show you can always uh, catch us on your favorite
0: podcast platform
2: uh, did you know stitcher's going away i saw that yeah yeah i yeah. got
0: the notice because <laughs> i started a, a uh, covid podcast because i didn't help right. ha- i didn't have anything else to do and so I I made about a year's worth of episodes and Stitcher was one of the yeah. platforms that it went on Yeah, then, it was
2: one of my first ones that was then they
0: said uh uh-uh, uh yeah.
2: sorry so anyway you can you can't well you can find us on Stitcher I guess until the end of uh, August but uh Spotify, Google, uh Apple, I think those are the uh, the most uh, popular podcast platforms but yeah if you miss if you miss last Friday's uh, epic zoo bar uh FAC uh Check that out and and Chase Porter from the KLAN newsroom uh, was in the studio and he was doing some filming on his uh, iPhone and uh, Got some really cool clips got a couple clips and I put one up and so follow us If you're not following the Dan Parsons show on Facebook and the Twitter uh, Please do you can find uh, that clip that uh, Chase took uh, last week on the on the Friday afternoon club and it was great because uh... we were talking to james hunter and i don't think uh, i didn't know that james was british and uh, i remember when johnny answered the phone he said this is hilarious the guy's british and so a great accent great musician uh... the james hunter six who will be uh... uh right before shemika copeland tomorrow night but anyway when he answered the phone so uh... the clip is uh, uh... uh... pete asking uh... james a question so and it was cool because after we played the clip uh, Pete and josh fish fist bumps, everybody had smiles and anyway, we had a great time, so check that out. Um, remember you can uh, you can catch us anytime on podcast or on the podcast or just go to KLIN.com. dot com um, and coming up on monday 's show, we do our regular Monday hot news with flatwater free press. Uh, one of their stories uh, ended up in the Washington Post this week, so well, those guys are killing it. Uh, uh, so we'll visit with them uh, come Monday. And uh, and don't forget, um, yeah, don't forget you can check out uh, the Zoo Fest tonight and uh, everything going on there. Well, uh, since everybody else is going on vacation, uh, Jack just got back from his uh, Italian vacation. and uh, You're getting
0: ready to leave yeah, for your
2: vacation. Yeah, I'll be Of going. which I
0: will be on part of
2: that's right so the last two weeks of this month i'll be out of here and uh uh, doug fitzgerald bless his heart is filling in for me uh and then caleb you're going fishing
1: yeah i'll be up in ballards from the 16th to the 20th and then i just decided i've had enough of seeing all you people (laughs) i'm gonna just stack on some vacation on the end of that so i'll be back for the 31st and that's actually when huskers begin fall camp so so coming back right at that time while i'm at home We'll have my one-year wedding anniversary, so it's nice to have a couple of days off around yeah. there. We'll also get Big Ten Media Days during that time because that is the the 27th and 28th or 26th and 27th. It's that week. So uh, even though I will be out, I will still be have plenty of pre-work going into. As soon as everything hits August, it all starts coming full Oh, force. I can't so, imagine. Yeah. So two weeks off right before that's going to do me a lot of good.
2: Imagine by the time your daughter gets ready to start school. Uh, what august will be like for you
1: not not going don't make me think about that that's a very rude thing to make me think about
2: you've got plenty of time enjoy the cookie baking now while you can <laughs> um but yes and so chef kevin and his family and friends are also kind of we're going to meet up uh, in ireland uh, right. during that time
0: i uh took my family to ireland for the first time in 2009 and right in the middle of the trip my father-in-law passed, and yeah. so we had to turn around and come back five days early. Yeah. So when, um, uh, it fast forward to 2020, after my wife had passed and I was grieving, and uh, travel became my yeah, source absolutely. of, of uh, how to process. The open road tells new stories, and the four walls of the house tell the old ones. So I wanted some nice. new stories. Well, sure enough, I was uh fat and happy in Northern Ireland and I'm in a pub with uh called Finn McCool's pub, having my Guinness and there on the BBC comes Trump announcing Ireland has been added to the travel ban. And my Jeez. Irish host said, We need to get you home. We're so four days for two. four days early. <laughs> so I owe myself nine days. Okay. And uh, we're gonna, so we're going to do most since of I turned 60 a couple of weeks ago. I thought this is uh and this is how we're going to put a pin in it. And thankfully you said, yeah, why not? Yeah. Let's after, go. Well, was before I had this gig. And so, yeah. <laughs>
2: so anyway, uh, people are filling in for me. Mi- yes. So I'll be gone those last two weeks. And so here's what I think we're going to do. Uh, I think since we have two Friday afternoon clubs while we're both gone, uh, the first seven twenty one, July twenty one. Uh, I'll be in Amsterdam, and so I think I'll do. I'll call in and uh, give an update on the vacation, and then and then the following Friday, Kevin, uh, you and I and Carrie, uh, our buddy from uh, Portland, yeah. Mm-hmm. Portland, Portland. Uh, we're going to be in Belfast, right? Uh, and so at the Crown, at the
0: Crown. That's right. Friday oh, night at the yeah. Crown, uh, the legendary uh, bar in Belfast. Right. So we'll do our call in from, yeah. At a probably, what is it, 11 o'clock? Yeah. Yeah. Time change? Uh huh. I think So so. Hopefully, Caleb will, uh,
2: Connect well, us. Yeah. Well, Johnny will be on the spot. And, Johnny uh,
1: knows how this
0: works. Yeah, he doesn't need me yeah. here for
2: that. So anyway, there's the vacation schedule. We hope you're getting away and having some fun. Well, let's take this quick little break, and we'll be back uh, uh, to chat a little bit more with Chef Kevin before uh, the bottom of the hour. Uh, we'll be right back on fourteen hundred and ninety nine
0: three KLIN. And Water main work. If you come across anything that gets in your way, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. Keeping you moving with time. From Saber Traffic, I'm Chris Lofgren.
1: You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3, KLIN.
2: Well, and welcome back to the Friday edition, the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin. Uh, we're sipping on a lovely Austrian
0: uh, white wine, leaner. Nice. The national grape of Austria. Yeah. Do we have a national grape? Well, if we don't, we should. I know. But if you have a national grape, it, it better be good. Yeah. I, I just realized uh,
2: my bumper music, and I chose that bumper music, too. Uh, it fits really well with ZooFest. It does. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're ripping it up again tonight, kids. Get down there and see uh, all of our friends at ZooFest. Uh, and if you missed uh, last Friday's uh, ZooFest royalty epic uh, FAC with Chef Kevin Chin. you can always find us on your favorite podcast platform, any darn time you like, or just go to K-L-I-N dot com. Uh, well, thanks to Caleb Henry for filling in for uh, Johnny Cadillac tonight. Johnny's off uh, doing his wrestling thing, right? Uh,
1: he's always doing his wrestling thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Caleb has been, uh, he's pulling double duty, uh, morning show uh, and the Dan Parsons show, but you
0: don't have to do a lot, just push a couple buttons and. Uh, smile and nod and laugh at our jokes.
1: Well, I can smile and nod. That's not going to help the listeners at all on our on our very visual platform.
0: It gives Dan and I moral support. Though. That's right. That's right. Well, coming up on Monday's
2: show, uh, hot news uh, with Flatwater Free Press, Nebraska's very first nonprofit newsroom. Uh, those uh, kids are really doing some great work. Uh, so we'll check in with them. And coming up after the news at the bottom of the hour, uh, we're going to have another chef in the house, uh, chef rachel mcgill owner of owner and executive chef of the beloved dish restaurant in downtown lincoln so we'll
0: welcome rachel into the and into she the and i work at the same time so i don't get to eat your food very often <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so cool yeah. yeah when when i
2: uh talk chef into doing this it's like oh shoot and and asking other uh people in the food industry or the music industry we found that out last week with uh celebrating uh 50 years of the zoo bar it's like Oh, yeah, there's a lot of artists that can't come on at 5 o'clock on Friday afternoon. They're working. Yeah, they're working, too. Well, Chef uh, chef Kevin, um, I think our listeners would be fascinated to hear your uh, origin story of how you got into yeah. the, what you're doing today. Yeah, it's
0: a late-in-life late discovery, but the origin goes back to being a senior in college. That's when I got the first hit of the drug, so to speak, meaning— when I sat something in front of a friend and several friends, and they go, Oh my, what you made this? Oh my God, this is this is outstanding. And it was a uh, college roommate and I, we loved this Tex Mex restaurant in our college town.
2: And, and you tell, tell our listeners,
0: uh, uh, our Husker listeners, where you're uh, from. I, I went to school in Norman. <laughs> so. Yes, I'm a sooner born and sooner red. Uh But, uh, you know, this was pre-internet, pre-YouTube, pre-instructional anything, and we had to figure it out through trial and error and recipe books and go to the library. And so we, we, made, we made this marinade for um, uh, beef fajitas, which we loved, and it's still the marinade that I use to this day. Hmm. And so we threw a big party after finals week for about 25 of our friends and we put out this spread of fajitas and it was gone very quickly. Nice. But it was the it was the feedback that felt so it's more than right. It it felt like it, it talks to your soul. Yes. Yeah, it was it was affirming, confirming um it's, so like, oh wow, okay, I could do this. Well didn't and, and especially their friends. I mean, right. they're not gonna BS no. you. Right. You know, they're gonna and give it to you straight up. And so my but my my career path didn't take that direction and um went into the ministry. And uh long story short, had to leave the ministry to find my faith again. Yeah. yeah. But um That's another show. That is. Um uh, <laughs> uh but People ask me, man, that's a big change for you to leave the ministry to mm-hmm. be a chef. I said, no, not really. I'm still taking care of people. That's right. I just do it via food now. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Well,
2: and yeah, and, and the beloved uh, Bread and Cup uh, for 10 years, and then a couple other restaurants, and and obviously the loss of Karen, and now you've reinvented yourself. Yeah. And- uh, and here we are. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Friday Afternoon Club uh, with Chef Kevin Shin. Well, listen, you can find Chef Kevin uh, on Instagram, Chef Kevin Shin, S-H-I-N-N. And uh, after the break, uh, we're going to be visiting with another chef, Rachel McGill, owner and executive chef of uh, of downtown uh, Lincoln's uh, Dish Restaurant. We'll take this break and be right back on 1499.3 KLIN.
0: Terms apply.
1: Educating, informing, entertaining—the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And boy howdy,
2: uh, we are doing the entertainment portion of the Dan Parsons Show uh, every stinking Friday afternoon at the uh, Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin. Uh, you can find Chef Kevin on Chef Kevin Shin, S-H-I-N-N, on the Instagram platform, and you can catch us any darn time you like on your favorite podcast platform, or just go to KLIN.com. Uh I'd encourage you to continue the conversation after hours on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Now, those are gaining steam since we've been doing this since uh, first week of May. Take a picture
0: of that label. Oh yeah. So uh people yeah. can see what we're having. Yeah. This delicious um yeah, Grüner Veltliner. Yeah. But nobody knows what it is.
2: It's a great it's a great wine. Well, uh let me introduce. We've we've got Chef Royalty in the house here. We had mu- we had blues music royalty last Friday. We got Chef Royalty in the house today. Uh, uh Rachel McGill uh, McGill, excuse me. Uh the owner and executive chef of Downtown Lincoln's Beloved Dish restaurant. Uh, How's it going, Rachel? Welcome, my thank friend. you. Yeah.
3: Thank you so much. It's yeah. good to be here, guys. Yeah,
2: just a, a it was a, a bit of a spur of the moment. I
3: yeah, absolutely gave you
2: a ping this morning <laughs> and said, "What you doing this afternoon?" Because we've talked about doing this. We
3: have. We've talked a long time about doing this, and yeah, it happened to be a slower night at the restaurants and my staff was like, "Go, go, do the thing." So,
2: absolutely. Well, yeah. well, like Chef Kevin, you're self-taught. Yeah. Uh, your first restaurant job was grilling burgers and steaks. Uh, but as I mentioned off uh, off air a moment ago, there's only one of us in this room uh, that's a James Beard Foundation nominated <laughs> chef, and that's you, my that's, friend.
3: That's true. I did I did have that nomination last year. That was that was pretty high praise. I appreciate uh, the it. The first
2: the first ever in Lincoln.
3: In Lincoln, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty prestigious. That's pretty heavy. Uh, yeah, yeah, That's, yeah,
2: yeah. But uh, in April of 2014, if I had this... What is that
1: nomination? Oh, for I, those that yeah. don't know. Uh,
2: thanks, Caleb. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just ex- expecting everybody knows this foodie <laughs> Chef, thank chef, you. Dan, okay. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, like to ball. know if we could. Yes, thank you. Well, uh, yes, explain the James Beard Foundation. Uh, uh,
3: uh, so the James Beard Foundation um, is a really high-ranking uh Basically, food judging situation. It's they, the Academy Awards. It, it is of the food. Academy of Awards of food. You know, they do lots of community activism. They do lots of things to you know promote women chefs, promote people of color, promote all sorts of different different uh, minorities within the yeah. the culinary community. So it's really amazing. Um, so the the award situation. Um, so I was a semifinalist. So they picked two hundred and fifty people out of probably about a million applicants uh, that. They consider to be the top 250, uh, and those are sectioned out regionally. Um, so I was uh, selected in the Midwest region, um, and then they kind of hone from there. And I didn't make it further than the semifinalist, but it was it was definitely. Yay. Definitely a high price to to it, be even considered in that. So,
2: and I assume you saw an uptick in you know, oh, people absolutely. coming in. Yeah, absolutely, saying. yeah,
3: yeah. We had about a twenty five percent increase in business wow. month over month, like after the nomination came through. So, wow. it was hard to keep up with. It was right after COVID too, which was also really, really difficult to to kind of try to like staff up from when we're slow, 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 and then we're crazy busy. But
2: wow, oh, wow, very, very cool. Well, in just a little bit of history. So, if I have my notes right, twenty fourteen is when you went to work for Travis yeah. at the dish, the original owner, yep. Yep. uh Travis Green. Uh and then uh you bought the stinking thing from him.
3: I did, I did. Uh <laughs> in twenty sixteen I bought it from from Travis. Uh he wanted to get out of the game and go and teach and I had been his sous chef for a couple of years and he thought that I had the chops to do it and I was like, I don't know, maybe <laughs> and, <laughs>
2: turns out that was a pretty good move.
3: Turns out it was. It was. Here I am I'm about seven years uh in August first will be seven wow. years owning so Pretty, pretty excited about
2: that. That's very cool. Well, yeah. Chef Kevin, uh, I, I think we, I may have shorted you on your origin story. Then we're going to get uh, to Chef Rachel's origin story too. But uh, fill in some of those blanks. I mean, so yeah, you, uh, you, you, you got the drug. I got <laughs> you, the drug when I was a senior <laughs> when you were in, in senior college. college. People yeah. said this guy's got something going on. Yeah.
0: Then you went to seminary. Right. And went to seminary and kind of went down this uh, career path toward ministry. And did that for 18 years. And then a series of events started my crisis of faith, I would call it, uh, the chief of which was nine eleven. Yeah. And uh, this major, major international crisis that led me to think, I don't have any answers for anybody. And people are looking to me to.
2: Yeah, these college, these young right. college kids They're, have you know, had I their didn't, world I didn't have rocked. Yeah.
0: And, um, so that led me to take my dream seriously of owning a restaurant that I had been thinking of for years but and by now you were in Lincoln mm-hmm, with your family mm-hmm, yeah. yeah and so uh, right about 2001 or right after that uh 9/11 in 2002 I really started contemplating what do I want to do and and so had this dream of opening a little restaurant At my age, in my 40s, I knew I'm not going to work my way up someplace. I was going to have to go all in, and I did. So I quit that uh, position in 2005, but it took two years to get my first restaurant open, and that was a grueling, grueling ordeal. But as soon as we opened our doors... I thought I would made the biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's nodding. I know that feeling. <laughs> you know, you think, Oh, we've worked for this, oh, we've yeah. worked toward it in here Oh no. Oh no. And, and what the oh no was for me was the dream is over. The the contemplation, the design, the yeah. thinking the, As an entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur, yeah. now we have day to day. Yeah. Welcome to my world. Right. Now we've got day to day. And about two weeks in, I thought, I don't know if I'm going to survive this, but... Like an entrepreneur, you ch- you, you change do. your mindset. You and figure it out. Yeah, yeah, you figure it out. What was that moment for you, Rachel?
2: When you uh, uh,
3: oh, I remember driving to the restaurant the day I was taking over, and I was crying and waiting, hoping the stoplights would would change in my favor so I could have more time of not owning a business. And I got there, and the imposter syndrome set in, and mm-hmm. I had to you know be the be in charge of all these people that were looking to me for guidance and all of the things. And here we are in this transition. And yeah, yeah. I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. You know, I was. Well, it was
2: because Travis, Travis Green, the original owner of the dish. And I'm sorry, I don't remember all the history, but there's a history of that building having a great restaurant.
3: Absolutely. It was the rotisserie. It was grotto. um, And then it became dish um, in its iterations over the past, you know, 25 years. Travis owned it for twelve, and I've owned it for seven now. So, yeah, it'll 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 hit twenty years as dish next year. Wow, so wow. that'll be so. So, tell us your origin story. Sure. So, I I actually started at Jack's Bar in the Haymarket, uh, and I was flipping burgers and making fillies and making nachos. And luckily, wait, the, a m- wait a minute, yeah,
2: you were at Jack's Bar.
3: I was at Jack's Bar serving lunches. That was my first real kitchen job. I was twenty-one. I didn't know what I was doing. I just needed a job and so you
2: didn't you didn't pursue
3: no no i you just I, needed a job i just needed a job a, a friend
2: dishwasher of, or a line cook and you chose line cook
3: I, something like that <laughs> something like that i had a little bit of kitchen experience from my my high school days and all of that and a friend had an inn at jack's and got me that job and to see the the owner was really great she gave me a lot of latitude said do what you want with the menu and i took that and i kind of ran with it and you know i was putting new burgers on every day i was making stuff from scratch man I, I kids if you were at
2: jack's those years <laughs> yeah no it was You got some good burgers it was
3: real good back in the day <laughs> back in the day but yeah i didn't i never liked to buy anything in that was always a thing it was i i felt like it was cheating like to to put something from cisco just straight on yeah, the plate so yeah. so that was my my origin of like well no i'm gonna do this from scratch if i can do it i will do it and i've always had that mentality and i've carried that into my restaurant now
2: well and and for all of our friends. Uh, who are fans of the dish um uh, your food is so beautiful I mean, you are an artist, Thank you. not only in, in, the, in the sense of being a chef and putting together ingredients, but you are a visual artist.
3: Absolutely. That's, it's, it is my, my creative outlet. Like I went to arts and humanities focus program at uh, Via Lincoln High. Nice. I did that, and I was never able to really find my medium. Like I struggled with painting. I tried photography. I did sketching. Mm-hmm. I did all of the things. And then when I found food, I was like, oh, well, this is it. And this is how I can create, and this is how I can make visual art. Chef, I and- told
0: our listeners earlier about our little friendly yeah. conversation. I hope it's friendly. Yeah, Uh, competition competition, over over turnips. Yeah, absolutely. And I love seeing your photos against my photos because you're how we take the same ingredient. that we fought over
3: (laughs) (laughs) at the market. At the market from Mary. And we take it
0: back to our uh, uh, respective kitchens, and then you do something with it, and I do something. And I think that's the beauty of food. Absolutely,
3: it is. It is. It's that creation element of it that you can you know take and do whatever. And you can create something really, really beautiful with something so mundane yeah. you know, as a
2: so, so I'm curious, as, as my good friends, my my chef friends here. Um, it, it, so it's interesting, Rachel, to hear that you really had that artistic, visual, artistic uh, bent, uh, Chef Kevin. What what was that for you? I mean, you still you create beautiful uh, food too. But what is that uh, pastoral?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're, you know, like you're taking um, care of like, people. I, I describe my food as minimalist. Mm-hmm. Like I want to take a, a, the minimal amount of ingredients and do the minimal amount of uh, work to them, partly because I work alone a lot. And so I don't have a team that's helping sure. me plate this and the other hands. And so I need to come up with a scheme that I can plate rather quickly but still seems elegant. And uh, But also in the back of my mind is I want this dish to connect to people you know i want them to have this sense of somebody took care of me tonight somebody thought about me tonight and somebody brought a delicious plate to me tonight okay. so that's that's where i you know bring my sensibility in
3: that's interesting. Like I just have such a different like kind of take on it. Like mm-hmm. then you like, I mean, that's the hospitality take Good. from like my whole restaurant right. experience. But like, yeah, my take is is more personalized. It's more creativity driven. It's mm-hmm. more, you know, I, I really like to highlight a specific ingredient and really like, you know, go all in on that. Mm-hmm. Like I have a dish on my menu right now. It's called carrots, carrots, carrots. And it's just uh-huh. all of these different iterations of carrots that we are able to do with these amazing uh, carrots that are coming from the market right now. Like we, we, we partner with a lot of farmers and yeah. that's super, yeah. super fun to do. Um, You know, bright hope and Abby vegetable people and Pepcarix, uh produce like they're all like really great to work with and they're super super fun to like they grow stuff specifically for me you know they'll be like hey I've got this do you want to do you want to mess with it and i was like yeah absolutely I will mess with that and I'll write a dish around it and
0: you
2: guys know I'm living vicariously and Kevin <laughs> knows this uh, vicariously for years now because you know we did the secret supper thing and and you know that's been 10 years God, it's, has it's been, ten, been that long it's been oh 10 years now that we we finished yeah at uh, the first food Event at Pinnacle Bank Arena with uh, I with, remember uh, that just being such Andrew a Zimmer
3: cool cool thing yeah, yeah.
2: like well Kevin Kevin I Kevin and I were driving to Denver uh, doing a food trip and I said hey I've been reading this book by this L A Times food writer called Secret Supper and uh and so I kind of laid out my idea of why couldn't we do something like that in Lincoln yeah and, you know I have PR and marketing firm I can put together some. You know, some good graphics and ideas and messages. And so anyway, that's how it birthed. And uh it, it it had its time. But anyway, I'm living vicariously through both of you because hell, I'm I'm lucky to boil a you know, an egg and uh, but I I love food and I love the creative aspect of what you both do.
3: For sure. It's fun.
2: Yeah. It it's a is, lot of fun. It is fun. Well, hey, let's take this uh, quick break, and we'll come back and finish up uh, here on uh, Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin and Chef Rachel on 1499.3 KLIN.
0: Summer breeze makes me feel
1: and a north wind of 5 to 15 miles per hour. We start to warm up on Sunday, though. Mostly sunny skies and highs in the middle 80s. For the Channel 8 Storm Alert team, I'm Chief Meteorologist Rusty Dawkins. Listening to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499 3, KLIN.
2: And welcome back uh, to the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin and Chef Rachel McGill, uh, the owner and executive chef at downtown Lincoln's beloved dish restaurant. We're so glad that uh, all of you could join us here today. Uh, don't forget to follow the Dan Parsons Show on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we'll you know, you never know what the conversation is after hours. And, uh, and just a reminder coming up on Monday show, as we always do, Hot News with Flatwater Free Press, uh, Nebraska's very first nonprofit newsroom. And, uh, Chef, we, uh, uh Caleb, and by the way, a uh, guest producer, Caleb Henry from the LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Hello. And uh yeah, Caleb's uh he's on fumes. He was up gosh, what time do you have to report the duty in the morning show?
1: Uh my alarm goes off at three fifty. Oh, my goodness.
2: Oh. oh. Jeez. Well, anyway, thanks for filling <laughs> in for joining. to bed at 1.30. Yeah, I did, too, and I ran
3: at 6 this morning in the rain. But
1: <laughs> I don't remember the last time I've seen that time. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Caleb uh, took us
2: out of the break with a song that Kevin wanted to uh, chat a little bit about. So maybe, Caleb, just play a little bit of that. And, Kevin, uh, we don't want to short you a song okay, here. well, the, this
0: is the entertainment section. Of, uh, <laughs> that's all that's week good. long, we've been doing other stuff. Show. Yeah.
3: Blowing through the jasmine in my mind, oh, in my mind.
0: See the curtains hanging in the window in the evening on a Friday night. Yeah, the old Seals and Crofts song. Uh, yes, but this is a cover of that song yeah. by the Eisley Brothers. Oh, yeah. And a friend of mine sent me this on my birthday. And I've been listening to it every day since. It 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 feels like the portico. It feels like summer. I I love that. After work last night, I went out by my fire and watched the storm roll in and listened to this song about three times. And I made made me wish I could grow jasmine in my backyard. Don't
3: you love those repeat songs?
0: I know, but and and a repeat song when they take it and they go a little further. Mm and the 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 rhythm in this the timing on this song see the- we could do an extended uh version of this uh, show and and
2: because what i'd love to have and, and and we'd have to have Caleb uh, be ready on the uh, the kill button, but the conversations that go on in the kitchens. Because you know, as as consumers, we don't get to see the entertainment behind the scenes. Sure, and we're, bo- I... we're both worried we're going to swear
3: <laughs> all the time, all the time. Because
2: <laughs> uh, it, uh, and, and I didn't know this either as a consumer until I you know met uh, Chef Kevin and got to go in the back of the kitchen from time to time, and uh, it's an entertaining moment. Uh, back there. Oh yeah, you get oh, it, yeah. you get
3: <laughs> you get uh,
0: you get a bunch of cooks
3: together. Oh man, inappropriate, yeah. it, it, oh, very
0: inappropriate, very inappropriate. Yep. Yeah. It, it is, yeah, it is, it yeah. is. Yeah.
3: yeah, we have a lot of laughs, a lot yeah. of laughs.
2: But my goodness, the it, again, it's the hospitality behind the scenes. Yeah. It in the old uh, you know, front of this front of the shop and behind the shop. You know, the front of the front of the store and behind and and everything has to go together.
0: Yeah. And to make things work. Absolutely. And, uh, well, there, there's the, there's the constant battle between the back of the house and the front of the house. And I always told the front of the house, now, how many tables do you have? Four? How many tables does the kitchen have? They have all of them.
3: (laughs) This is me. This is me advocating for the kitchen every single minute of every single day to the servers. Please understand how hard they're working. Please understand the number of hours that they're putting in.
0: They have your tables. And their tables, and their tables.
3: Yep. Please well, give them some grace all of the time.
0: Well, Rachel, I've just, uh, I've enjoyed watching the
2: development of, because you are, uh, you know, I, I know, I don't know you that well, but I know you well enough to observe that you're a leader and leading a team, and and I've seen, I've just noticed over the past several months, uh, the, the, the visible uh, leadership of the. Harmony of your team. I saw some new T-shirts, for example. Yeah, new absolutely. Uniforms and- yeah,
3: we we threw up some new merch on our website uh, yesterday. Just got some new T-shirts and some new tote bags, in. we're pretty excited about that. Um, we actually did like a merch design contest with our staff, and said, "Hey, cool. whoever comes up with the the coolest design, we'll throw it on a T-shirt." And just a little bit of collaboration, get everybody kind of involved, get everyone you know just interested in what we're doing and and giving giving a lot. To well,
2: him. and 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 it has to be and you know it's a it's a broken record we all know how difficult it is to find workers so i don't care if you're pouring cement or or frying up a burger or or feeding uh, a gourmet meal uh the shortage of workers Everywhere is a serious serious matter
3: it is and I could not be more grateful for my team and my staff like they they have shown up so so crazy well for me over the past however long like they're just they're amazing I can't say enough good things about them all the time
2: and, and chef Kevin I mean you you now have in a micro restaurant right. you have less problems
0: with that <laughs> I do but I still have a, a couple of employees and I, I think the, the the way to overcome that uh, problem is take care of people and give them a sense that they're doing something special.
2: Absolutely. Well, well and you have over the winter uh, when the portico was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not able to operate in its sense—the true sense of the word of portico, the porch—you um, developed uh, a, a emerging chef. Uh,
0: right, site. That- every every Sunday night in the winter months, December, or I mean, January through March, were um, I gave those nights to my. Uh, emerging chefs
3: that's amazing and that
0: was their menu yeah that's great i was their assistant (laughs) good for you and they presented it before paying customers that's amazing you know just as we before the break
2: talking about me living vicariously through my chef friends and and uh trying to uh the secret supper gig that we did for a few years and and the goal was and kevin and i had many many long hours of conversation of of building up the food culture in this city absolutely And, and, and God bless Rachel McGill and Dish Restaurant because that's what you're doing. You're elevating the food culture in this. uh, I'm really
3: trying. I'm really trying. I hope to continue that, and you know, I've got some other some irons in the fire that are moving forward here. So we'll see what happens in the next couple of years. And my
0: only regret is I I work when you work.
3: I know. I can't come in. Same. Same. I know. I want to come and visit. Yeah. One yeah.
0: of these days. We'll do
2: it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, as we wind down here, I don't want to short you, Chef. Do you have a word for us? I the do.
0: Uh, I wrote this one yesterday, and it got a lot of traction. It said, the person who doesn't believe like me or think like me or vote like me hmm. could still use a kind word from me. So take care of each other.
2: Uh, uh we need that more than ever now. You can follow Chef Kevin Shin on the Instagram, Chef Kevin Shin, S H I N N. Uh Chef Rachel, how can we find you? Uh
3: Chef Rachel McGill on Instagram.
2: Okay. And we can find you at the dish. At
3: Dish, yeah, dishdowntown.com, dishdowntown on Instagram. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh what's the what's your favorite dish this weekend?
3: Oh shoot, we put up scallops today. Oh. Uh we put scallops back on the menu today for the first time in a really long time. Uh so we did them with some prosciutto uh Pistachio, pistachio oil, and a uh, Szechuan peppercorn and chamomile tea. You're it's killing me! Amazing!
2: You're killing me, girl. That's yep. awesome. All right. Uh, well, listen. Don't forget, uh, you can find us anytime you want on your favorite podcast platform.